Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast App Spotlight. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for making TeacherCast your home for professional development. Today, we have a fantastic guest on the show. Today, we're talking to Margaret all the way from Lego Education. And today, we're going to be talking all about the great things that Lego Education is doing, not only for your STEM labs, but for K-12 education worldwide. I met Lego Education a few years ago at the ISTE convention. They are a great organization. Of course, everybody knows Lego from their amazing bl- bricks and their awesome products. But did you know about the great things that are happening with Lego Education? Today, we're going to be focusing a lot on the Mindstorms project that they're working on and how you can STEM and STEAM up your classroom. I want to bring on Margaret today from Lego. She is the senior marketing manager for Lego Education. Margaret, welcome to the show. Thank you Thank for being you. here. Delightful to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to be talking to you today. I, I recently was back out in Denver at the ISTE conference, and there was so much amazing stuff happening at the Lego for Education booth. Let's just kind of get right into it. What is Lego Education? Where is it or what is it? Let's just start with what, what is it? What is it? So Lego Education is an offshoot of the larger Lego company. And everybody loves Legos and they many people grew up with them and have very fond memories of them. And about 35 years ago or so, it was started to be noticed that teachers, enterprising teachers, were bringing in their Lego kits from home into the classroom for kids to use. And we saw this and we saw an opportunity of really focusing on the educational possibilities of the Lego bricks. And that was the beginning of it. And over the years, we've developed, you know, specific products that cater to the educational audience, as well as curriculum and different apps, making sure that um, the curriculum that we design is aligned to standards. And so trying to make it easier, much more of a seamless process to use Lego in the classroom. So I want to make sure that we're differentiating here because when I'm speaking to Lego, I'm looking at all the great toys that you find. But I want to start by saying there is a difference between Lego and Lego education, isn't there? There is. There is. And sometimes it's, you know, we have a couple of different, we call them segments. So when we say segments, we mean sort of parts of the market. So we have a preschool segment, we have uh, elementary, middle school, and then after school segments. And there's some overlap in certain areas with the, the retail outfit. So the retail outfit also sells some of the younger preschool materials, and they will also sell Mindstorms. That's one of our biggest challenges is differentiating between the educational Lego Mindstorm set and the retail Mindstorm set. But in between, in the elementary, we have you know absolutely unique products for, say, you know, K-4 learners, depending on how advanced they are. We have a lot more in the, in the preschool space, and we are the exclusive provider and sponsor for the first Lego League, um, and which I don't know if you know about, but it's a, a national and, frankly, at this point, international program where um, it's an after-school program where kids program and, and uh, meet these different Lego challenges every year, and they're using Mindstorms, and with the first Lego League Junior, they're going to be using We Do, which is an, another one of our our initiatives. You know, it's interesting. You know, obviously, I'm at the point where I've grown up with Lego. Most of us have grown up with Lego, and it almost seems like Lego was the original 
I don't know if I can say this, but Lego was one of the original STEM toys before STEM actually became STEM. Um, when we're looking at something like the Lego Mindstorms, we're looking mm-hmm. at including Lego bricks and yep. robotics. Is that a fair way of looking at this? Um, yeah, and I would also say that the curriculum plays a large part. The way that um, I actually just did an analysis between the retail Lego Mindstorms kit and the educational kit. One of the big differences between them is that the Lego educational kit is designed for two students to work on simultaneously. Mm. And so just by the fact that they're going to be building things together, we're sort of building in some 21st century skills of decision-making, collaboration, um, compromise, things along those lines. So when a school district is looking to build a STEM lab, you know, Lego should certainly be one of the first things that they reach out to. I know that there are people that go around and they work with school districts to look at things like setup and rooms and budgets. Tell us a mm-hmm. little bit about the relationship that Lego education has with schools when planning things like a STEM lab or just classroom instructional uh, technology. So I'll, I'll take the first one, which is sort of a, a more of a makerspace question. Is that right? Yes. Um, so we have um, customers who come to us specifically saying, we want to make a makerspace. It's all the rage. We want one. Um, and some schools have a lot more assets than others. Sometimes people have cleared out a closet so they have a makerspace in it. Others have a dedicated building. You know, either way, we think it's fantastic. We want to get these these materials in the hands of, of kids so they can enjoy them and learn from them and actually have a blast learning STEM stuff. Um, and the other part of your question was about, can you remind me? It's um, been a long day. How, basically, it's how does, a, how does a, a school district reach out to Lego? Um, a lot of the ways people reach out to us is through trade shows. Um, we also have a newsletter and a fair amount of online marketing. Um, and we also have sponsorships of a variety of different activities throughout the country. We were just uh, working with Luminary Labs in D.C., who actually, as it so happens, had a contest about um, – it was a makerspace contest. And they uh, schools submitted their applications for what they think a terrific makerspace would look like. Um, and, um, you know, the winners were actually gifted um, Lego Mindstorm EV3 sets to help them get started. That's fantastic. Yeah. The one thing I noticed about all these, whenever I, you see kids get their hands on them, is clearly this is Lego. There's a directions and you can make something, you know, like popular things are like the trucks or the alligators or, or whatnot. At the same mm-hmm. time with all of this, it's amazing to see what else a kid can do with it what kinds of things are you seeing students do outside of just the normal directions when it comes to the mindstorms did you see the lego movie by any chance you know i might have watched it four or five hundred times <laughs> well i actually really like one of the central metaphors there which is the free create versus the more planned create and i think with um in the whole spectrum of learning there's a place for for that both of those and everything in between. But we've seen kids come up with like the most amazing things. So one of the things they do in the the first Lego league is that they give kids a challenge. Um, I think last year's challenge was waste disposal. And then they were off to the races. They had to figure out 
how to use their Lego Mindstorms EV3 in the best way to actually collect and sort garbage. You know, and it was, of course, it was pretend garbage, but it was, you know, it, it was using all of those great skills that the, the, the robot can facilitate on a real world problem. And they, they made these most amazing, like, garbage scours, you know, others will build like their own toy. Well, I shouldn't say toys, um, animals, you know, they'll, they'll invent a kitty cat, you know, or they'll invent an alligator, you know, and just everything in between. And I think one of the beautiful things about Legos, the brick system is that it's so configurable and it's not hard to put them together. Sometimes it's hard to take them apart, but it's not hard to put them together and you can tear it all up if it doesn't work and there's there's no waste you know you're not going through a bunch of glue or you know and speaking about putting things together and taking them apart and i want to get back to mindstorms here in a second when you're looking at these mindstorm kits you get so much more than just the physical lego pieces it comes in a kit you you have a, a plastic tray um, I remember when I was getting a demo of this, you know, some of the instructions were like, make sure that you label the tray so you know how to put the parts back. I mean, it really does help teach kids not only about the robotics, the science, the engineering, but also about the organization. Yeah, it's sort of a meta skill of responsibility and cooperation in a broader social setting. You know, teachers have come to us and say that they make it a game. You know, let's sort the pieces when we're done. And yes. that's actually part of the whole creation process for them, which is kind of kind of nice. I like the idea of, about having a missing pieces jar. And that, <laughs> that way, you know, you know that in case the custodian comes in, he knows to put the missing Lego piece in the jar rather than sweep it up in the trash. Right. And, and, and or if you feel that funny choke in the vacuum cleaner. It's right. like, wait a minute. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, there's so many things that you can do here. Let's kind of go through the, the, the grade levels here because a lot of mm-hmm. elementary schools are looking at Lego as a, as a curricular product here. But maybe they don't want to get into some of the high school level products. What do you right. have available for the younger grades? Um, if so, we have a whole preschool line, and that is uh, distinct in that it's pretty non-mechanical, though that may change in the future. But it's it's um, a lot of it is about social emotional learning. So it's a little bit different than our other lines. Um, we have this product called Build Me Emotions, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Duplo blocks, but they're designed larger than the average block. And we have this set, the Build Me Emotions, where it has a variety of different expressions on the, um, you know, the block, the, what would be the head, and, you know, they're much more easily manipulatable. But what we're hearing is that it's really been a great way to get teachers to have students talk about a variety of different topics. And this way, as a student, you can sort of put it in a third person. So if it's something very troubling to you, you can put it on Janie or Joey or whatever you're calling your figure and say, you know, Joey goes to bed hungry a lot, you know, something like that. Um, And it's also about recognizing emotions. And we've also heard that it's been very useful for children on the autism spectrum to actually physically start to recognize what, what, what an emotion looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. And when we're looking at some of the curricular items in there, are, are they set up in a way that it is a once and done type curriculum or does the curriculum give teachers the flexibility to be flexible? Yeah. I mean, we design everything to really be adaptable. Um, one might call it a root recipe, you know, but I've worked with teachers a lot and I know that, 
you know, we're not about to we're not about to limit their creativity because they know their students the best. So it will give you, you know, instructions on what to do, and then you can leave it at that, or you can, you know, add your own special sauce to it. Mm-hmm. And you also asked me, I think, about um, elementary school. Yep. So we have a couple of products there. Um, you may have heard about WeDo 2.0. Yeah, what is the WeDo Kits? I've been hearing a lot of things about this, and I know they had a, a, a little bit of, of a presence there at ISTE. What is a WeDo Kit? Oh, WeDo is wonderful. So we had a WeDo 1.0, um, and we just upgraded at the beginning of this year to WeDo 2.0. One of the big uh, features of the upgrade is that it, you no longer have to tether the the physical object to your computer, so it can run free, can run free through the world, and it's linked up through Bluetooth. Um, it's really beautifully designed. It's very appealing to the kids. It's very gender neutral, which is great for that particular age group. I think we're it's grades two to four is the curriculum, um, and we've also been finding that it's a really great introductory set for somebody who wants really beginning. Um, science, you know, and or a little robotics. So I was at, um, I think it was NSTA, a conference this March, and a professor from Turkey came up and he was asking me about them because his students had zero background in any of this. And this seemed, you know, and it seems weird in a way that's something that we're thinking, you know, in the Western world, this is appropriate for grades two to four. But he was thinking this might actually be really good for my intro to, you know, programming students in, in my university. Mm-hmm. As far as the technology goes, and I know I want to pick up on something that you just said, what type of technology does a classroom need to have? I mean, I know people are using Macs, some are using Windows, some are using Chromebooks. Yeah. What do we need to have or what do we need to be thinking about when putting together these uh, these uh, these projects? Yeah, I mean, technology is always a sticky wicket because there's always something new and we can't test every device out there in the world. But we've tested quite a few. Um, with um, Lego Mindstorms, we just released um, a Chromebooks version, which is, so we know, we recognize that Chromebooks is is really a wonderful tool for the schools. And, you know, if you're an administrator and to update all of those computers all at once, I mean, I can just see kicking back and relaxing and seeing how easy it is as opposed to trying to manage multiple laptops. So, you know, that that is such a godsend. And um, it's been very popular going so far. Um, We also have um, things around Chromebooks to, to help people get started. So, you know, getting them through, we have like Google Forms that people can use to to get started with um, some EV3 activities. Um, we also have, um, you know, so we're really getting up to speed on Chromebooks and most of our materials already work definitely on laptops. Mm-hmm. So, you know, PC, um, some Android, um, Macs. And, um, you know, iPads are such... A boon in the classroom too, and we're finding that a lot of a lot of teachers, because they have such a volume need, are buying things that maybe aren't so technically powerful. But they need to be powerful enough to power this stuff, you know. So we're we're really trying to make that work. You know, Margaret, you keep mentioning this EV3 platform. Could you explain that a little bit to us? That is an excellent question. EV3 is really our one of our flagship products that's been around since 1998. We developed it in conjunction with MIT and Tufts and a lot of teachers. Um, 
what we're really trying to do with EV3 and it's been pretty successful is to get sort of this, this robotics um, product into as many students' hands as possible. And we do that through classroom learnings and we do it through after school. Um, and we found that it's um, actually when you get up older in the grades, the more that students can use their hands to learn, the more excited they get. You know, you get up, you know, once you get out of second, third grade, you spend a little less time with crayons and, and fun things and paper. And this is, an, you know, this is a return to being creative with your hands, but you're also learning serious concepts like arrays and algorithms at the same time. And you get to see in real time what your decisions and your actions do. We're talking today to Margaret, a senior marketing manager for Lego Education. Margaret, thank you so much for coming on the show today. But before I let you go, I, I have one question that is actually a listener feedback question here. Talk to me a little bit about the Kraggle. Um, is this something that teachers should be getting as they're building their Lego brick collection? Um, what is your stance on having a, a large supply of Kraggle in their house? <laughs> you know... I think that's a personal decision, depending on your 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 classroom. I think, in a way, Craggle is idealistically opposed to the idea of Lego, which is reconfigurable in all sorts of different ways. Um, so, is that why we don't see Craggle when we walk into the mall stores and and go to purchase things? <laughs> that's part of the reason. I think they keep it behind the counter, to, you know, just to keep it safe. Okay, so ask for the Craggle, or wait, don't ask for the Craggle. Which, you, which... You, you, you'll have to ask for the. The, the craggle, like the cold tea. Um, <laughs> let me see. Um, I don't know how much time we well, have left. Well, let's just wrap um, up and, and start with this. Where is the future of all of this? Like, okay, you know, where does Lego see this going? Because STEM labs are still, you know, they're a couple of years old. We've been doing it for a while now, but really we're mm -hmm. in the infancy of the whole STEM movement. Where is Lego going with this now that technology is getting more mobile, smaller, and in the hands of more uh, students worldwide? Yeah, well, you know, Lego, especially EV3, has been a, a leader in this whole robotics education movement um, for, for years now, I think since 1998. You know, um, where we're going is, I think, more flexibility, uh, more ways to maybe piece apart what you've got and put it together with other systems. And then we're also going the other direction where we have, you know, especially for EV3, we're selling a, a variety of different packages that people can buy according to their needs. So you can buy just the basic core set if you're already pretty comfortable with all of the, the, the robotics learning that's required. But then we have other sets that give you more curriculum, some that give you face-to-face -face training, you know, some that give you, um, like, we have a new coding curriculum that just came out for the EV3, and so, you know, you can, you can get that as part of a broader set. So some teachers are perfectly fine just kind of taking it and running with it, but we're also realizing that there's a lot of teachers who see the importance of this, and they're not as confident in their ability to sort of do it. And so we're, we're adding sort of more scaffolding around it for the teachers to, to bring it into the classroom for everybody. You know, if you're out there looking to build STEM education into your curriculum, check everything out here. You can, of course, find them on Twitter at Lego underscore education. You can find them online at education.lego.com. Margaret, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for being on the show and sharing uh, all the great stuff happening over at Lego education here. 
Thank you. I hope you come by for a visit soon. I would love to come by for a visit soon. Just keep that craggle away from everybody. <laughs> you got it. And thank you guys out there for joining us today on the show. And thank you for making TeacherCast your home for professional development. There's, of course, several great ways you can reach out to us here each and every week. We love it when you find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net. And, of course, keep your audio and video channels uh, subscribed over at TeacherCast.net slash audio and TeacherCast.net slash video. On behalf of everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. Keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.